Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about the Challenge Double Agents, Episode 9. Quick housekeeping. You can subscribe to us on iTunes if you want to listen to us for podcasts. Spotify. Everywhere. I don't know. Everywhere Stitcher. you listen to podcasts, we should be. We're on YouTube, on our own channel, and then Pat Mayo's channel as well. Um you can reach us at the challenge chronicles at gmail.com. If you want to send us any list, any listener email questions, we have one for today. Uh, you can buy your challenge chronicles paraphernalia at big dub diesel.com dubbed with two B's get your own shirts. And that's about it. As far as the, so we, 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 we've let everyone down again. Uh, we, <laughs> there was a, an issue that came up that uh, left us unable to record our episode on the much-awaited OG season. We have another time set to record this weekend. And so hopefully, fingers crossed, that episode will be out early next week. Sorry for anyone that's waiting on this, but we should have should have that out soon. And with that, what did we think of this episode? I thought it was a little slow. Yeah, I thought it was. Slow. I thought this one was pretty good. You guys didn't like this one. Um, so there was a lot of Amber B. There, I didn't so have a they, problem with that, but go ahead, Devin. They spent a ton of time on the challenge. Well, that's what they always like do with these trivia missions. Trivia missions always take a while. They could have zipped through this. I feel like. Oh, but like, I, well, one we can be let's let's hash with the trivia stuff now. So. Yeah, you can't do true and false with trivia. It's, you've got to give them open forum to give answers. It's definitely Agreed. funnier that way. Yeah, that, that, what are we How? doing? And they, they've made the trivias lately about, they're much more flash than substance in these trivia missions, which I really haven't liked. Like, it's a lot about, like, oh, they're tied to a rocket that gets shot in the air, or they're, like, hanging on to a, they're, like, whole, you know, I don't know. It becomes more about how they're falling instead of, them giving goofy answers, which which is you know we can see them falling in like any of these missions. I I want to hear, I want to hear you know Muhammad Gandhi as Muhammad Ali. Uh, that, that's what the trivia. I want to hear Johnny for. Bananas say that the official language of Australia is Dutch. Exactly, that's what we need. <laughs> All right, so am, am I missing something, or was the way that they decided the winner of this completely idiotic? Because I think that they said that the winner of this is the person that answers the most questions correctly, right? And and was up there the longest, not, which is an amorphous uh, criteria. And what what those are dependent on, to a large extent, are how well the other people in your I was exactly do thinking this. Outside, yes, yeah. outside of how you do. That's, so you can win, and if you're up there with a bunch of people that are terrible at trivia, it doesn't matter, because... Why you wouldn't just they just do the combined? The other like, why, why wouldn't they just do the combined like best performers because, from the two partners? Because that's what an intelligent person would do. That's why. <laughs> that's why they did not do that. Like Amber, Amber B's on this power trip, but like, homie, she didn't even like was the one who won the mission for her team. She, we could have had anybody up there. We could have had you know somebody just go up there and fall down. They would have won still. Dude, I thought it was really funny when Kyle was just <laughs> hanging on at the very end <laughs> for an extended period it, of time. It did to seem scream. hard to hang on. It did seem hard once it got like pretty wide he out was, there to hang on like that. 
he was screaming like Marv in Home Alone when he gets <laughs> electrocuted. Oh, I, I was also I, I was very upset that Burger King apparently is back as a sponsor and uh, P3 had not taken their spot. Dude. <laughs> well, Johnny's um, not on the season and he's their main sponsor, so why would they? Well, so Tyson, how many how many whoppers do you think Darrell has actually eaten in his life? He's got kids, man. More than you'd think by now. <laughs> I don't know. With the shape he's in, though, you think he's eating Whoppers? I mean, if you have a Whopper once a week or you have a burger or once junk food week. once a week, that's not going to hurt your workouts if you eat clean the rest of the time. Wow. Correct. Um, yeah, and I mean, some people just have better genetics than others. Um, like my so, metabolism, Rob, up until like four years ago was phenomenal. I could barely work out, eat whatever I wanted. And I stayed right at about 190, 195. And then I hit around 31 and all of a sudden I put on 40 pounds. So it's like you get to a certain point and your metabolism Darrell's just like stopped working. Drove over 40. He can't be eating Whoppers. But here's the thing, though, if he's like Devin saying one of those people, like if you stay in really good shape and you stay in really good shape for a long time, uh, your metabolism is much better and more efficient than other people's are. And you can burn that stuff off way easier. So a lot of it's, anyway, yeah, a lot of it's I don't know if I've ever eaten, I don't um, know if I've ever eaten a Whopper. I think I had one when I last time I w- went to Las Vegas or stayed in Las Vegas like maybe a decade ago. I think that's the last time I had a Whopper. I would that's say the last time I Burger King. Yeah, it's been at least six or seven years for me. Um, I think I think I was on a road trip somewhere. I know why I swore it off initially because of the just horrendous service they have. Every Burger King really? I go to are the people that got fired from McDonald's for being terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, they got 5K for Burger King or is it 5K to Burger King? 5K from Burger 5K. King. Oh, much better than 5K to Burger King. <laughs> yeah. And then they got the free Whoppers for life, which, you know, even if Darrell's not eating them, I guarantee you his kids are, man. Yeah, I guess his kids can eat off that too. This is, so this type of challenge, Tyson talked about this uh, in relation to Survivor, but this is exactly why when you fill out the form before the season starts and they ask you for your height, you list a, a lower height than you actually are to get you advantages. Like five five. You know, just like this, or, or something like give yourself a little bit of, bit of an edge because in a challenge like this, that's, that's definitely material. You're also people with larger wingspans have a really big advantage in this. You get short clothes, then if you're on the challenge, though, and you try to pull that off, you what? In short clothes, like I think you use that for like clothing sizes too. Uh. No, I mean, it's not going to matter that much. I wouldn't do that I mean, because if you get a size that's too small, you're going to look like a doofus on TV the whole season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, I, if I'm like, you know, Dio's height and I, I was Polly's height, like that, that could end up pretty bad for me. I'm, yeah, I'm walking around not, like Winnie the Pooh with a shirt I mean, that goes you're down ta- my stomach. <laughs> that would be kind if of funny it, to see that. If you do it by two inches, it's not going to change like the size of clothing that you wear. Yeah. Well, that's really funny. Yeah, so... We've already kind of said what I felt about that. I love the idiotic answer. So true false really does kind of take away from some of the comedy. Not a good good move. Not a good move. Um, The problem that I had with this episode is the cast just didn't give them a whole lot to work with in this block of time they showed. Um, We've had the toxic Teresa line uh, uh, storyline going for a couple episodes now. 
So it felt like I just watched this exact episode with a different challenge. And then it just so happened that she went into elimination. Yeah. It was if very this focused ep- too. Like it felt like it was like Amber B, Gabby, and then a little bit of Teresa screen time. And that was about it. Yep. And Corey by proxy got that because if you're Corey's partner, you go home the next episode. So you got to keep you got to keep your eye on it, that. It is crazy. Anissa's line at the episode killed me when she was saying it used to be you stand next to me, got pregnant. Now you stand next to me, just get eliminated. <laughs> that was pretty great. Um, Nam had a great line in the episode too, where somebody threw um, you know a hit on him, and he goes, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> it bleeped it out. <laughs> I actually legit laughed out loud when that happened. But no, the the problem with this episode to me is since nothing really happened, they stretched the story way too long. Like the amount of time that we were in the club listening to the quote unquote strategy conversations, nothing that we didn't already know was talked about, like literally. So Uh, if this was a if this was a 60 minute episode, I feel like I would be completely okay with it. Okay, it was just an average episode with it being 90 minutes. This one it was a little hard for me to get through. Like I watched it. I was entertained, but is it a great episode? Eh, not so much. These past episodes, I definitely um, I kind of like, oh, go ahead. I kind of like. I kind of like this episode. I'll, I'll stick up for this episode. And I feel like normally I'm on the other side of you guys on whether or not uh, we found the episode enjoyable. I think there was some good stuff in the bubble night, right? Because that's when Amber B and Casey uh, decide that if it's something that Casey thinks that she can beat Teresa in the elimination, she'll step up. That's when Amber B and Gabby kind of come together and uh, Amber B tells Gabby that she doesn't necessarily want her to be in an elimination. So I don't know. Like, I, I feel like how, how much of this do you think is that you actually sat through commercials in this? And I, I can't even imagine what watching the show. <laughs> it does. It does really hurt the pacing when you're just sitting there watching a lot of commercials. Uh, that might that might be what a decent amount of it is. Uh, I think especially towards, I prefer, especially well, towards I think, the end of the episode. I think, though, too, I prefer episodes that hit on a lot of different characters. Like, I, I kind of, I, I like when we, it feels like more so the entire house is involved in what's going on. Whereas with this episode, like, they really telegraphed the narrative in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I knew it, Teresa was going home within the first time. Yeah. Like, it, it never, like, it was like Teresa or Gabby, and then it really focused in on Teresa. Like, it didn't, I don't know. It, it just, it felt very, very... Like they they put it right out in front of you with this one. There was little mystery. So the for for the all right. What do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about the elimination? Do we want to talk about there? I guess one more thing that I want to say about the one more thing that I want to say about the challenge is that there was like quite a bit of inequity when it came to the difficulty of the questions well, for each of the competitors. Did, but definitely, yeah. Like, like LeBron James went to North Carolina. Or, <laughs> uh, like, the one Lolo got was actually kind of hard. She got one easy one that she missed, and she got one hard one that she missed. I, I, the I, difficult I one was... It down. Yeah, like, I, go ahead. The difficult one was, is somewhere the only country that Russia, touches Bill, two oh, countries. Yeah. Yeah, and it, no. It, the the question was: Is um, is Russia the only country that touches two continents? And the answer she gave was true, and that is false. Russia is only a European country. Uh, no, no, Turkey, Russia's Asian too. No, no, it's not. Siberia is part Siberia, of Asia, but it's not Siberia technically part of, of Russia. Russia. Not technically. 
I think we're. Wait, this what? Is, this is, What's the question? Uh, what are we doing here? Chase, what did you say? Russia is the what? question. The question was: Is Russia the only country oh, that Chase, Russia is part of Asia? Russia and Turkey are both stretch European. European. Okay, so the so okay, I thought Russia Siberia legitimately was only Russia. in Europe. So okay. Russia's just real big, no. and Siberia's got like no people in it. Okay, got it. So um, w- the an- so when she said true, the answer being false was like, hey, Turkey is the second country that does it, which I knew Turkey. I assumed that that meant that Russia uh, did not. So I would have answered the question wrong, but on false pretenses. I mean, I had no idea about Turkey. Like, like th- I feel like that's really like nitpicky. I, so like, I think for for that question to be acceptable, I think it would have to be like, it would have to come down to kind of what you thought, whether or not Russia actually touched two continents. You know what I mean? Um, as opposed to... I, mean, I, I got I got schooled pretty hard in geography when I was... I was the runner-up in the elementary school geography B when I was in fourth grade, both at all the like fifth and so, up through middle school. So would you have gotten so, that one? I would have gotten that one. You, you knew Turkey? You knew Turkey yeah. touched two continents? Oh yeah, my God. I the only reason I knew it is because my in-laws fly through Turkey all the time when they come back to the United States. And that's one of like the catches is like, Hey, part of Turkey is in Asia and part of it is in Europe. It's like, Oh, cool. I played a lot of civilization and a lot of FIFA world cup when I was younger. So I was very aware of where these countries were. Who, who thought that TJ gave Cam too much rope before she got DQ'd? Because I know mostly too much rope. I think I, I was honestly, I, I, as soon as they showed us that, I knew like she was going to get DQ'd for it because that happens all the time, and they just never show it. Yeah. So I I think she did give he did give her too much rope. But I also think that if you ever ask cast like if you ever cast members ever talk about this stuff, it happens all the time. They just don't show it. Um, one, right. th- one thing though I did think was noticeable too. I think Darrell really won because he seemed so terrified when he came up there that nobody mm-hmm. wanted to give him like X's until they got later on in the mission. I think that's really like a pro move. Just look as terrified as possible from the heights and people will feel bad for you and not give you a exit. <laughs> you know how, so Jerome was really critical of Amber B this episode for not going in and getting us call. Well, I think, Amber B made the, I think, I think Amber B made the right, right call. Right. I mean, she just got rid of yes. a really strong player. I think I, yeah. What, I think Teresa would have beaten her in that. Well, she would have beaten her in that, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or probably, probably. Let, let's say probably. Um, and then she also got one of her closest alliance members, a skull. So I don't think that that's necessarily... I, I mean, I would say that she's picking the wrong group to run with. I think she should be running with the itty-bitty committee because I think Casey is a decent favorite against her in a final, as are like other people that are totally. involved in that group. Whereas if she's running with like, Amber how- and Gabby... So I th- I think what she needs to do is try and just figure out how she's going to get to the end of the final because it's what is she going to be able to do to get any of those people in the itty bitty committee into a final like how how is she going to do that none of those the only way that she'd be able to do it is if she puts them in against each other and one of them yeah. wins and I don't think any of them are going to want to do that I well like okay let's say if you put Cam in against I'm just speaking hypothetically here. If you put Cam in against Casey, and then whoever wins that, you put in against Lolo. Whoever wins that, you put in against Anissa. What are you saying? 
just keep throwing keep throwing the winner of these these matchups in of the people who are good, and then eventually there's like they're not gonna, one of them left. It's not going to happen because by and large, most of the time, the people who win. Well, nobody seems to ever the, want to go into any of these things. Like any of these elimination deliberations, nobody ever wants to go in. The people who win the mission are one of the stronger com- competitors, yeah, that's, and that's why uh, that's, the, the power flows this way. That's fair. How much that borne out this season, though? Let's look. Right, so I think, like, histor- historically, that definitely bears out. So, yeah, we have... I mean, you get, like, like missions like this one, though, like, are just relatively random. Fessy, Fessy, Leroy Casey, Devin Torrey, yeah, Big T, yeah, I mean, for the most CD, part. Teresa. Like, we haven't had a super weak competitor win this season, I would say. Because Other the one that Josh? Big T and CT won... Josh hasn't won. Well, I, I mean... Oh, you're yeah, talking like a daily a challenge. Mission. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, because even the one that Big T and CT won, it was pretty much all CT. It had nothing to do with Big T except for the fact that she probably weighs a little yeah, bit but less. Like that, than you can that... you can tag on with this, which would help with that. I mean, that is something that definitely sounds better in theory, but I do think you can at least knock out a few of them that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like because then at some point, it, at some point them or someone that they're close with wins and then you're screwed um well screwed in what way you could put in elimination you have to go into elimination yeah but you could get repeatedly thrown in or something or you could or 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 even worse you you could you could not get thrown in ever right or when you do get thrown in you get thrown in against a very strong competitor um it it just depends at that point you just don't have a lot going in your direction and I, i think historically that's why um, in team seasons or like in much older seasons of the show, that's why Johnny, Evan, and Kenny were well, did so I think well. These games right? are very different animal. Like in a team season, you're much less likely to see good competitors go in because there's no skulls, and then you can also like why are you going to put your good players in if you're the people controlling the vote? And then hey, other well, seasons, also... just the way things have gone, people tend to generally speaking, people tend to favor just banding the better players together and putting in the weaker players and just kind of having a chain of command going down that way. Exactly. Um, and so I think historically over the course of the show, that's why you see the, the stronger players make it at the end um, because they incentivize the, the people who win the mission are incentivized to, to win the mission so that they can gain some sort of power. Um, and that's kind of what, how you see it facilitated. Um, the one thing that I have thought about though, while you guys were talking was maybe I sort of agree with that. Darrell has a good point too, though. Like I still think she would have gone home if she went against Teresa in that elimination. I would say that she, that Teresa had a much better chance of beating Amber. Um, but with Casey, the moment I heard it was Casey, I was like, Teresa's going home. Not because Teresa's a bad competitor. Uh, Casey's just, and that's just one of those ones where it's like, who's got, it was weight. It, it turned build. into yeah. weight and strength. And even though Teresa is in amazing shape, like Casey just looks stronger just on appearances. And so that really bared itself out. She she was, her. So, I mean, uh, that, she definitely that, does. She definitely outweighed her. And so this was a, this is a challenge where weight and momentum really help you. And when she took off running and it jerked Teresa, like Teresa fell back like two feet. I was like, oh, that's over. Um, but yeah, the I thing mean, that she, Darrell said, sorry, go ahead. No, she completely skunked her. She went 3-0. Like this wasn't even close. Um, Kate, when, when Amber B first approached Casey, 
in the bubble night and Casey or Amber B asked her how she would feel about going against Teresa. Casey like seemed a little bit apprehensive, but then in the confessional, she said that she knows that she can be any woman in this house. Um, yeah, I also I thought it was interesting. That, that could have been after the elimination. It was most definitely, definitely after the possible. elimination. <laughs> it's also, it's also interesting that um, I don't know. I think it was Nani that said the only people in the house, the only women in the house that can, could beat Teresa in elimination were uh, Lolo and Casey. I don't know. Nani so it's interesting to see Nani stole my notes going into this season, pumping up Teresa as the best one in a final. <laughs> and it's interesting. Well, I think that she was using, she was just using that as fuel to, I mean, look, I, I would have thrown it. Well, I, I don't because, think it's a baseless claim. I don't know. I mean, uh, it was politically final of anybody in the house. It was definitely politically There's, manipulated, but she also was telling the truth. I mean, other than Lolo and Casey, it's hard for me to see Someone beating he, Teresa. He's been the best in a final of anybody in the house. I don't think there's much arguing against that. I don't know what compared to Casey. Yeah, like she was much like, better in the so you're, you're final. Casey wasn't a total minus final. You're doing, dealing with like a really small sample here. Like well, she's I, only I, been I in one. And small then, sample, but this is small samples. No, that's bullshit. Casey's only been on one season before this. Well, that's you what, what I'm I saying. Mean? I'm saying I think Teresa's been on seven. The best. I understand. I'm saying Teresa's been the best in a final of anybody on the show. That's, that's yeah, but that doesn't mean she. That doesn't mean she will be the best. That's I what they're talking about. Mean that, about but who will a, be the best. I just it does not mean that, but it is an indicator of who could be the best in a final. This is one of those times I'll actually agree with Rob Devin because if you look at the female cast, who among that female cast has actually run a final outside of Teresa and Casey? Nani, um, Anissa. Nani. Well, okay, well that doesn't count. Like in terms of experience, Cam actually has been solid in the War of the Worlds two and Vendetta's final. She's yeah, kind of well, we can't it. count Vendetta's. I'll count War of the Worlds two. I mean, there was a running portion of Vendetta's that she got screwed on because of the mercenary twist. Right, but you, you that that's my point with that is the Vendetta's one you can't count because there was those janky crap that they pulled in those two seasons. But the I think what the point that I hear Rob making, and this is how I'm translating it. Of this cast, there are way more people that have not run a final than have. And of the people that have, ironically enough, the person or the the person with the most final experience currently is Anissa. Nani, to my knowledge, has only run one, and she that was free agent. agent. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so, Casey, I mean, dude, we Teresa, can't count two as final experience. Fair. Duel two is really her only real final I experience, think, and yeah, I, we I think saw Ther- that. Teresa's the I think Teresa clearly has the, the best. She's been the best in a final out of anybody on the show. And while that might not, not translate to this <laughs> season, it might not translate to this season, but from the history that we have seen, um, Teresa did, in my opinion, I'll agree with Rob. She performed better in the X's two final than Casey did. I would even yeah, say I mean, she and Cam were probably about even between the two of them, between War of the Worlds um, 2. I mean, it's hard to say War of the Worlds 2. That's a team final. such a different, like, circumstance. Well, that and they had the their problem. broken – they had yeah. their all the problems. So maybe that's not a good sample either. So if – I mean, we're ta- really kind of comparing apples and oranges experience. here. But. Well, I mean, Cam actually does have the most finals experience because she has been dead as in War of the Worlds 2. And like the, the oh, world, well. I look, I hate the Vendetta's final more than anybody. But like the, the first part of it, there was a running portion that was like you did have to run a pretty long distance. Yeah, well, 
Um, one of the points that I was, I just want to come back to it before I forget, um, Darrell's thing where he said, Hey, Amber should have gone in and gotten it. Um, I do see his perspective though, because he's looking at it as, Hey, we have power. We might not ever get power again. You have a chance to get your skull. You might not get another chance. So take your chance when you have it. Like I have a feeling that if it was a guy's day, Darrell would have said, yeah, we're going in. Like he, he would have said, this is my shot. I'm going to get my skull and we're going to go. We're going to do this. Oh, um, man. I, I just think, think the way the incentives like... play out, like, we're going to keep moving. The people with skulls aren't going to want to go in, and the people that don't have them aren't going to keep wanting to go in. And when that's the situation, agreed, usually it just happens where the people who don't have them get to go in. Well, what will be interesting like... is if you are – when TJ keeps saying steal, does that mean you have to throw in yeah, somebody I with a skull? Or do you just say, hey, he won the elimination, so you can pick your skull from everybody but anybody that's over here that were the winners today. If the double agents are, have a skull, you can't take theirs, but you can take any other uh, cast member of the same sex's skull. If that's the case, then not. that's what I think it is. I think they're going straight island with this. Um, you can just steal it. And so if that know. is going to be true, and we're just making an assumption here, we'll find out next week because we will definitely find out I don't next know. week. It could be a woman's day again true i just don't think it will be i think they're ready to get to some drama now because now that they're all the skulls are gone on the male side i would be really interested to see how that plays out Yeah, but they might want to keep it five and five maybe she so would the better move have just been for amber b to get the house to throw in Gabby and her going against Gabby. It, it is interesting that the, whoever the double agent seems to have so much equity in getting the houseboat the way they want it to, right? Totally. Like it seems like there's, there's like Fessy, the second episode, Fessy wanted Wes to go in and it didn't happen, but that's been pretty much like any other time we've gotten that narrative, they've been able to get that done. Um, it seemed like Teresa was just such a consensus vote though. Like uh, I'm looking through it now. There's a few Amber M and Michi votes. Uh, or not Amber and Michi, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong uh, link. They don't actually have that up yet. Basically, but, the whole house voted for Teresa. I mean, yeah, aside... even like Amber M and Gabby brought up, oh, we can get Teresa put in. It seemed like everybody was putting in Teresa besides like Anissa. Yeah, I think it was a foregone conclusion. So it just is what it is this episode. So I guess we'll see how it because, plays I mean, out later. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Amber B's going to end up in a not so great spot. I think she's probably going to end up either not getting a chance to go in, which I think is unlikely, or going in against someone that she doesn't want to go in against. Who, I think that's that probably what's going to happen. It's pretty much Lolo. I don't see anybody else that she's got to be like quaking in her boots about. Lolo uh, would be quaking in your boots for sure. Uh, Nani is still there. Are you going to quake in your boots against Nani? No, but she's no, tough, kind of. Yeah, Big team is a joke. Amber. Yeah, you're right. There's like, a lot of weak, what's the, what, there's a lot of weak women. I mean, think of, like the last four women we lost have been Teresa, Smashley, uh, Tori, and Natalie, and then Nicole before that. So we've got a lot of like heavy hitters who have gone out either through eliminations or other circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, and, like, the... I, I think this was the right play for her because I, I think the, I would be worried about running a final against Casey, but she seems like she's just kind of hitched her ship to that wagon. So you got to run with it. And then, I mean, with this way, Teresa's out. Casey's got her skull. She's not going to want to go in again. And the only person we really have left to worry about is Lolo. And that has been a whisper of Lolo getting put in. Yeah, uh, there, there was, was the day a little bit. 
There was a mention she said. Well, there where... was just a mention of her as like a like a, a hired gun to take out Teresa. It didn't seem like there was any momentum for her to be the houseboat. Yeah, I think the uh, idea yeah, was... was if uh, Casey told Amber after they saw the what the elimination might be that she didn't want it. No, uh, Lolo was the next one on the well, list. Well, that's what I'm saying but... is that she was going to be the the double agent put in though. There hasn't been any mention of her being the houseboat. No, it seems like that's yet. been flipping back and forth between Teresa and Amber M. Because people people are afraid that if they vote her in, they could potentially be going against. I think her. people need to use a little more foresight. Rob, this is the same fucking thing as last season. Well, I understand we the argue about it all thing. the time, but I, I'm going to make the point every time. We don't know when there's been a listen who's only turning in this episode that has not heard that uh, claim yet. It, it's it's just how like that's just how people behave. You know what I mean? Like it, we saw it last season, we saw it this season. I also thought um, partway through the elimination or when the elimination was out. Oh, over for the well, I guess real quick. Uh, I do agree now that you call it out that there are that 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 is probably the best move for her throwing in Teresa because there are a lot of women left that she could or are definitely beatable beatable for her, right? So like Big T is beatable for her, Nani is beatable everybody for but, her. Everybody will Lolo and then like if she Lolo she just has to luck into the right, like Lolo can't do a puzzle and it's the one like last week, like that, that's what she's gotta hope for. See, you know who would be like if there were uh live odds or like a future bet to to win the final who would be a sneaky bet who you would be able to get like absurd odds on that um, kind of like like super super long shot but would be worth throwing a little bit of money on is it traces girl nani like I don't, I don't know where you're going with this amber m amber m wow yeah i, I like, i'm in amber m I, I like what she's brought to the table so far when i've actually given her some like could she like she could realistically skate in, skate in. You know, it wouldn't be the craziest thing that's ever happened in the show. And well, like let's say Amber B goes up against Lolo, and then who still needs goals? It's Gabby, Amber M, and Big T and Nani, right? What if? She, yeah, because like, what if somehow she go, goes in against Big T? That's winnable for her. I th- I just think well, it's just with the finals, we just don't know if it's going to be individuals or pairs, and then well, why, why Amber M and not Gabby? Uh, I mean, it it could be, but like, I mean, I I think, I think if you Gabby's got like at, if you looked at the the handicapping, don't you think Amber M would be a larger? Uh, I think she probably would be, but I could also see them both just being like plus an ungodly amount. Um. Okay, so what I was going to say before I got us on that was uh, a season and a half in, and I this is what I thought. Toward the the end of the elimination or after the elimination was over, I really do like the skull twist and how you actually have to go in and win to be able to make a final. I think it really does add a good dynamic to the show. And it took me. I think when I first heard about it, I think when I first heard about it, I was vehemently against it. And I think over. I mean, we've been doing this for. We've been dealing with the skull twist for what going on a year now. Um, I, I do like it. I think it just depends on how the cast treats it, and then the pro- there's also just a lot of different productions. I think having them be limited is definitely a preferable move. Um, but like, it seems like it hasn't affected. Like, people still just don't want to go into eliminations this season. Like, we've had Leroy has put himself in, and Fessy's put himself in, and then Casey was fine with getting put in this week. But like, for the most part, these deliberations are still. I need to stay out of elimination, which still makes the episodes interesting. The issue with the last season was just everybody was so passive, and the ho- 
like you knew what the elimination matchup was going to be as soon as the episode started. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as it stays that way and people are a little bit more aggressive, and I think if we – there's some bad blood with the cast this season, but it's not like a, a – like there's not like Polly this season who, you know, is just going to do anything possible to move the odds in his favor. Um, so I'm curious how if the, the cast keeps that aggression. And if, if they do, I, I'm fine with it. I think it just depends on the, how it plays out. I think the thing that is going to be interesting from the standpoint so far is, is we just finished episode nine. Uh, there's 10 total episodes left. So how many skulls are, how many eliminations do we think we have left to get to 19? If it's 17 episodes with two part uh, reunion. Well, the re- are we yeah. sure that the reunions counted in that? They don't usually count the reunion as part of the season. I think well, they, they do sometimes. It. It's very inconsistent. And like 19 episodes is not out of the realm of possibility. Final Reckoning was 20. Yeah, yeah but, but that Final was... Reckoning sucked. And it well, could have been shorter. Was... I mean, it could have been shorter if Those they were different... like, didn't have people in and out of the Redemption House like five times. Different people were in charge at that point in time. I really think it'll be... If... So, I really think it'll be two uh, two-part reunion an episode and a half to two episode final, and that would put us at eight skulls. Episodes. Six, so six total left, maybe. Yeah, and so like that's what I think is most likely. Could it go another direction? Sure. Yeah. So if there's six left, how many? Would three that and be? three. So three, three and three, and how many do we have now? All five for the men. Four for and... the women, right? Four for the women. No, we have three for the women. We need yeah, three for the women. So there are two really. Oh, there might only be one stealable skull on the female side for this season. And how many women are left? There are one, two, three, four, five, six, There's seven, nine. eight, nine. There's nine women up. So it's definitely conceivable that you could get left to the side if you're a woman um, and not oh, get a chance to go in. So be yeah, so I mean, both. it could happen for both sides. Do you think? So, do you think um, that it is interesting they want they to will... if they do go to more episodes because okay. they've had sixteen at each of the every season since War of the Worlds one. Yeah, so if they do, um, wait, do you mean sixteen without the final or with the final? Six, sixteen with the final, sixteen not including reunion. Yeah, and we're saying we're saying seventeen, right? We're saying um, nineteen well, minus two episodes for the reunion. Okay. So yeah, so it'll be. So do you think it would be more likely that they would leave people off to the curb without getting a chance to go in, or that they would purge people out? That is the question, and. I think the trailer gave us a hint of what might be coming with that. Um, do we want to talk I, about I, that yet? I still am. I don't know if we need to talk about that because some people don't watch that because they don't want to like know about what's happening. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like vaguely watch it or like not or not pay super close attention to it. Just because it's a complete spoiler for the whole season. I don't get why they do it. I get why they do it, but they shouldn't do it. But like every show does it. Yeah, because they gave to me two. They gave Survivor two doesn't. really big spoilers. If you have watched the show in the past, 
if you have watched this show in the past, you definitely could have picked out two major spoilers in the new trailer they posted uh, well, that aired immediately as the episode ended. When you do those trailers, block out the names from the helmets and blur the faces. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't do it. Yeah, like that. You, I could, probably, I, you could probably construct 60% of the oh, rest of the definitely. season. Definitely. You can, you can do so much. Because you can just see, like, okay, who's even appearing in the most missions and stuff to see who's, like, making it far. Or, like, if somebody is in this mission and then, like, I remember specifically on Dirty 30, um, after episode two, uh, they ha- it's revealed that Corey and Derek Henry are going into elimination. And then on the next episode on, you see Corey at the mission for like after that elimination. And you're like, well, wh- you know, wonder who's winning this elimination. Yeah, so, they used I, to do that a lot in previous incarnations. I of, mean, but uh, still do it. I, blur out the name, block out the names, take like your little black, like, you know, Photoshop thing, block it out and then blur out the faces and we won't know who it is. Do we think that someone's going to try and so moving a little bit toward next week for the men, let's assume that it's a a men's day with the qualification that it it could definitely be a woman's day, but let's say it's a men's day. Do we think one of the guys takes a shot at Devin? I think Josh is the one to take a shot at. I think, I I would feel more comfortable going after Devin. I think CT and Corey and Darrell are all like, look, where, where, where's where's Josh hanging out with? Well, let's take a shot at him. Well, I don't want to have to risk. Since we don't know what steel means, give me, give make, you know, bank my money for me. I think, I, I think it depends well, also, on like, the, so Devin, look at it this way too. If you're Darrell or CT, what is Josh beating you in? Uh, he's pretty decent size. Um, I don't know, dude. He weighs a lot. Like, how tall do you think he is? Here, let's see. Let's see if we can find oh, anything on this guy. We, we, we can't do this height and weight look up anymore. It takes up like 20 minutes. No, dude. Like, I, th- I think he's close to like w- weight wise, what some of those guys okay, are. Devin, like... if, you, if there's a hall brawl and it's Josh versus Darrell or CT, what's the line set at? I don't think it's as high as you would. Guess I think it's over like overwhelming if it's uh Devin though. But what I'm saying is like with Devin, Devin's like crafty and he's good at puzzles. Like there's stuff he could conceivably do better than to, like he could be favored against Darrell or CT. In. Whereas there's Agreed. nothing I, I can see to foresee that Josh would be favored against Darrell or CT. And that's why I think you kind of have to like look at what the elimination is before you get there. But like you, can't, uh, oh, you don't always have that choice. I, I think, I don't know. I, I think that like Trace, if there was a hall brawl, what would you set the odds of CT versus Josh? He is six two two hundred. I think that's about the same. CT probably weighs a little bit more. CT's actually trimmed down, but he still probably weighs a little more than that. I think he's actually bigger than that. He's bigger than that. That's pretty much. Trace, That's what are the odds? CT versus Josh Hallbrawl. Mm-hmm. As they stand right now, I'm sitting at CT minus ten thousand. I think he's got like a eighty percent chance to win. I would, I would say, yeah, I would give him between eighty and eighty-five percent chance, just because. 
I feel like the shape CT is in this season. He will be faster. The problem is, is that Josh is so dang big that he could just sit on him if they fell the right way. <laughs> CT, uh, I, I, maybe I, mean, I would say that, that. We, we, I, I think I we just think said that he has an we just said he has an eighty percent chance to win. You know what I mean? Like we think he's the overwhelming yeah. favorite for sure. Yeah, I, I just think if you're CT or Darrell, I don't think there's anything you're scared of going against Josh in. Whereas with seven, like if it's a, a if it's a puzzle or if it's something crafty like agility, like even if it's like like if it's the one where you have to hang upside down and like you know move down the line like that. I mean, Darrell is like the exercise or could hurt you in that. Like I I think. Whereas if you're going up against Josh and that, like I, you could give Josh a two-hour head start, and I wouldn't be that concerned. This is what it is, though. If they get Devin in something physical, it's over. It's done. He has yeah. no chance of beating them. But, but Devin that's could beat him in other things, though. I know. That, that's what I'm saying. But, they but still if have you walk in, in and you see Hall Brawl set up, you're going, I want Devin. Yeah. I mean, But you don't always have that volition, though. Like, I think... Like I think if they have Hall Brawl set up, I mean, when they walked in earlier this season and saw the setup, they were like, it's Hall Brawl. But what, no, I'm saying you don't always have that choice in terms of who you want to get, like, as you're right, walking so, in. It has to be more premeditated. So, all right, so if we're saying who wins in an elimination, or who's who's better at eliminations, Devin or Josh, I definitely, I definitely agree that Devin is the favorite. Um, but if we're talking about, um, like, how we would go about this if we were... Darrell or CT or another stronger male that doesn't have a skull yet. I, I agree with Chase that or, or Trace that this is something that you look at the mission or look at the elimination as you go in and try and make your decision from there. I just think you can say that, but it's not always that easy. Like, what if they had won the mission and they need to orchestrate the house vote? I know. So that's what I, I'm agreeing with you, Rob. So that's why I'm saying, like, if, if we if we don't if we can't do any of that, yeah, we put in Devin. Yeah, no, we put in Josh. We don't put in Devin. Oh, excuse me. We put in Josh. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse okay, me. okay. That's what the we're only doing. way that you can manipulate Devin into it is if you are the house vote and you've already got like a handshake agreement with the double agents and you have a hand signal that says this is who I want and the double agents agree to give you that team. That's the only way you can kind of do it on the fly. Yeah, I'm curious so it's going to play out. I, I don't, if you're the double agents, I don't see what in the world advantage you have in putting Josh or Devin down in that circumstance. All, all I would agree with you, but there are people playing this game more about getting their friends' skulls rather than thinking long term. Doesn't think the CT have that many friends, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be that they're just well. I guess real quick. All I was trying to say is that I think the easiest win, if you grouped that, the easiest win for them for a skull would be to go against Josh, Devin, and something physical. Devin and okay, something physical. Yes. That's that. That's the easiest easiest win that they could get, right? Um, all right. So now, what we were talking about? Uh, we were talking about oh, Darrell and CT and their position in the house. It really does seem that people are just trying to keep them out of positions of power and not let them get a skull, right? That that seems like yeah. what's going on and trying to keep them on the benches. Yeah, we got an email about that, and I actually I watched yeah, the after last week after um, we. Uh, after we talked, I used to try to watch it before. I wasn't able to watch this one before. This one didn't have as much stuff in it, but let's do, let's do that now. Do you want to read it? Yeah, I, yeah, I can read it. Um, first, she asked about something about um, my Twitter account. I already replied to her about that, but she was also saying how she uh, fo- this is Marie Lily, by the way. Hi, Lily. Uh, she follows a few challengers on Patreon that do episode recaps, and then Cameron Leroy be- has. 
Just, just read the email. Do you have it? I'm, I'm reading it right now, yes. All right, Cam, and, yeah, Cam and Leroy have said that CT is right there trying to keep them out of elimination. Uh, they've said this in multiple recaps that what isn't being shown is that their strategy for CT, which is to keep him out of elimination and keep him with Big T so she can anchor him in a potential final. Um, Cam has also said that CT wanted that elimination. Josh won in episode eight. He asked Kyle and Cam, but they, uh, but to give it to him, but then Cam said no. And then uh, a clip of that, him them talking about that. And then another clip of them saying they're keeping CT out of eliminations. And then also a clip from the challenge aftermath. Everybody should be watching the challenge aftermath, by the way. That was very good. But yeah, so she was, she was saying that Cam and Leroy were trying to keep CT out and then also to keep him with Big T. I don't think you can try to pull that up. I just think eventually, like, they win a mission and it just spoils that plan. But, like, I mean, he could have won an elimination, a mission on a women's day and never won one on a men's day. I think CT's going to get a skull. I think he will. I, I just he think is... it just works out where everybody gets to go in. I, I just am still skeptical of that. Yeah. Sadly, well, since also, I saw the, the mid-season trailer, um, I don't know for sure that he gets a skull, but my assumption is he would be based on an event that happened. So we'll so see. Do you, do you think we're going to lose people, or do you think they're going to have a... I don't think we're losing anybody. I think it just plays down plays down the road, and then we... How do you, yeah, how do you think it'll, how do you think it'll play out, though, so that everyone gets it? Well, like when we get down, so like let's say when we get down to six and six, one person doesn't have a skull, everybody else has one. They just, one person doesn't have one goes in and then they take it. Mm-hmm. And, and then nobody who has one wants to go in because they're. Um, they have a ticket to the final and they could lose it. So. Yeah. And then the person who doesn't have one, of course, is trying desperately to go in at that point because that's their one shot to get it. So I, I think the way the incentives play out is that's just how it works. Yeah, I think yeah, on I the don't... male side, if we have how many men left in the game? We uh, have total? nine and nine, nine men, nine women. Yeah, so if we have three more eliminations, then that means we're going to lose yeah. two of those people. So that's down to seven. Three so more eliminations mean... would be we lose. Oh, three more eliminations like go in total. Well, no, six total, but three for the men. Then we lose so if, men. We, if, if we make no, well, you got to let me finish here. So two are going to go home on the first two. So that mm-hmm. is going to drop you to seven, which means for the final elimination, five men are going to have a skull and two are not. Are they going to want to throw both people who don't have skulls in? My hunch is, is they're going to throw Devin in in the final. Uh, that way they can ensure that only one person who's left uh, steals someone else's skull that they throw in. So I think they're going to manipulate the house vote to where is it possible CT won't go in? Sure, but I think the likelihood of him not going in in one of the next three eliminations is very low. He will find a way to get in somehow. Yeah, I think everyone's going to get a chance talking to this. I think think everyone's going to go in elimination. I think maybe in future seasons, eventually they pull the rug out from under us with that. I just, for this season, I don't think that's how it's going to work. Do you think the Skulls will be back next season? Um, I mean, I've. Is it? Is this? Is this? Like, here to I'm not. I'm still not all the way in on them. I think just the way it's played out this season has been better. I just don't. I also just don't think like, like has there hasn't been a house vote yet where somebody has said they want to go in. I'm curious if that starts happening, how that affects the, the storyline progression on the show. You know, but you don't want to I, be like champs versus the champs versus seasons were so boring where 
every single star is just begging to be thrown into elimination so they can leave. <laughs> we saw that we saw that later in the season in Total Madness, where people started to say, "I want to go in in the house vote." So like it'll be interesting Jenny, to see. The same. Oh, the house vote specifically. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that happened. Um, it happened with uh, Corey, right? Didn't Corey want to no, do I it? With, I'm trying to think of when it started. I'm trying to think of the first instance of it. Maddie, it happened with Maddie. She wanted to do it. Um, yeah, bananas. Corey, like Maddie. Tori, Tori put him. Tori put herself in. Tori, correct. Tori was the first one. She was the uh, fifth elimination. She put herself in. Everybody prior to Did that it happen before that. Uh, everybody prior to that had just been voted in because Jay was getting put in constantly, and then on the women's side, you had like you know Jen and Ashley who got put in. It's crazy looking at Total Madness that Big T made it through nine episodes. Yeah, Big T knows, and what she she's only doing. was gone because she got injured. Yeah, Big Big T knows what she's doing. She's got the pop. It, hey, man, if this was a season without Red Skulls, I would have predicted she made the final because that's my, that's no one I would want... like if somebody has enough guile in their game to be able to just make a final. How? What odds would I have to give you for Big T to win the show? I don't see why is Amber such a significant favorite over Big T. Just physical ability. I don't really. I don't know. Big T can sneak her way in. I, I don't know. Big cool. T. Big T to win a final is an astronomical odd up there with Anissa. But like, once there's that many of them, like they can't all have odds that are that bad. I think I think Big T has better odds to win a final than Anissa. Yeah, I mean, Rob. All right, let's let's pretend that we are doing an all nonsense season of the challenge, and it's nothing but the worst competitors that have ever been on the show. So you've got on the male side, you've got Danny, Big Easy. Um, the guy who cried and left on Battle Brandon. of the X's too. Like you, you just start oh, listening. Nate, off. Fat Nate from Battle of the X's. Fat Nate, and you could put Benny on there. Oh, probably can't because of his legal issues and what he did. Oh, to I thought Manny, you meant but... uh, Johnny's cousin uh, Vinny. Who's, no, like, Vinny. He he's not. He's fine. He's not bad. Um, but if you look at the female side and you go, okay, these three females make the final: Siobhan, Anissa, and Big T. Who you going with? I'll pick Big T. Siobhan's last. I would, I would honestly pick Big T out of those three. Yeah, maybe Anissa. Anissa. I think Big T and Anissa is close. I think Siobhan's like clear last actually of that threesome. Siobhan's Indeed. not. Good. We're also that would make a great the... episode. We should, we should do a bonus episode of casting an all nonsense cast. That's that not all, be... Is it all nonsense or all losers? Like all the worst. The losers tend like, to be I, non- I feel bad putting Anissa in like the all-time worst category. She's just bad in finals. She's fine in other stuff. She's bad in finals, sure. I mean, but that's why it's I say like, it's Siobhan's all- bad at everything. Anissa's not bad at everything. Anissa's just not good in finals. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't think Anissa is a bad cast member, and I know I've said this a million times. I actually think Anissa is great to be on the cast. But they cast her knowing that she's probably not going to win. I mean, her quote at the end of this episode, I already told it. That, that, that killed me. I was dying from that. Oh, yeah. Do you the, think... <laughs> the Corey doll. Do you, think she, do you think she thinks she can win or no? Um, I don't know. I think she, she's smart enough to know she can't. Yeah. I, would, I, I, actually... I think, no, I think she's... But like, I think you put yourself in as good a situation as you can, and then you yeah. just kind of hope yeah. things break yeah. away. I think she's smart enough to know to do that. And like we say, she can't win. You just you never know. You never know how these things could play out. I, 
that's and very I, true. I, I, I think that she's smart enough. Like, like, you like say, the yeah. la- like the total minus final last season ended up just being one versus one on the female side at the at the last leg, and like when that happened, and, who knows? And I it, I don't think she that she can't win. I think it's extremely unlikely that she can win. Sure. Yeah, and I think she even knows that as well. Like you're saying. You know, she does the show, A, because they pay her. I mean, she gets money for this. It helps propel whatever outside thing she's working on. She's hosting the official Challenge podcast. It gives her other opportunities outside of the show. So if they call her, of course, she's going to say yes. She'd be um, dumb not to unless she had, like, she turned down a few seasons because she was in school and she wisely stayed in school. Um, But she comes on wanting to win. But, you know, deep down she knows Hey, if it's me against Casey and Jenny, I'm probably not going to win this, but I'm still going to try because anything can happen. Yeah, I think that you guys like you do kind of need somebody with a little bit of like producer know how on this cast. Like, I I do think like this episode specifically is where you miss like a Wes who can kind of just help the producer. He can be the storyteller of what's going on. Yeah, he just helps to move the story forward. I I would say it actually gone to Anissa a little bit more this episode to kind of give them somebody with a bit more TV experience to help move things along. Yeah, I will say, though, from a confessional standpoint, there were several great one-liners. Like, Darrell had a couple really good zingers. The Anissa one was incredible. The Nam one legitimately almost made me, like, lose it. I started laughing out loud so hard. Because it just came out of nowhere. Like, we've seen, like, nothing from Nam of, like, emotion about his performance. And all of a sudden, he goes, you motherfucker! And just, they cut him off, of course. And it was just so quick that it was jarring and hilarious. So like, they did Lola, a good by job. the way, like taking shots at the dude's intelligence. Like he's got a mechanical engineering degree and it's like, uh, uh, speaks, I think at least two or three languages or something. Like, I think he knows. Well, doing. didn't she, didn't she applaud his intelligence after he won? Yeah. No, well, I don't think she said that she was surprised by how much, how well he did, like how much he knew. Did she? That's what she seemed to convey. Maybe my I thought she meant maybe I misheard it, but I thought she was conveying it as people should be. People were surprised by how he did, but she said something like they don't realize how smart he actually is. Okay, maybe I'm not giving her credit then. Yeah, but I also will say this, and this episode is still kind of bearing it out. I'm still waiting for the Lolo meltdown because it's it's got to be coming right rob i mean you remember what you well, saw like, he's already been very difficult to deal with i don't i think for her meltdown like i'm not i'm not necessarily i'm not expecting her like go smashing the walls and stuff no i don't expect saying. that but i'm expecting well, I, like a lot of yelling but she's already yelled well we saw that she's with already been, yeah she's already been t- terrible to deal with like i think that's already happened I, it probably is happening they aren't showing it for whatever reason but i think I, my, my basis against her i just don't think like she's a great athlete, but there's just other connecting tissue, connective tissue it takes to be great at the show, and I, I don't think she has any of that. I mean, if this was a season without the skulls, I feel like the entire cast would be throwing her in every episode right now. I don't know for that. I don't think that's smart. I think they'd be worried about her coming back and like attacking her, which barely ever happens. Yeah, but this it's is... just one of those things where I mean, she's easily the biggest physical threat in a final. But at least with this format, they could theoretically freeze her out if they wanted to. She's going to get a shot here to go in, right? Because we're saying that there are, let's say, three women eliminations. We're assuming three and three right now. Yeah. And how many many women are left without a skull? One, Uh, two, five. Five. So if all women without a skull go in remaining 
she will be able to get a chance. And it's kind of playing out for her pretty well for the same reason that we said that Amber B made the right episode or right decision this episode, because there are a lot of weaker women left, right? It's so it's Amber B, Amber M, Gabby, Lolo, Nani, and Big T. (laughs) Like she's the favorite, like far and away. Yeah. Every and you know what's crazy? It's just, it's just to be something the, janky. That well, it's because of the if you look at the DQs, the fact that of the what we're assuming will probably be three female eliminations, two of those three will be for skulls. There's only three women with skulls, as we talked about earlier. So that means we're gonna have two eliminations at least where people without skulls probably go at it. And the only way to keep Lolo out of it is if you put someone with a skull in against whoever is left with Lolo to freeze her out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think we we're forecasting a little bit here. Um, we're forecasting, but I think it's 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 a legitimate forecast to think about because the fact that we're assuming if it's four eliminations, then her odds of getting in probably go higher. So, I mean, I think, like you said, Rob, almost everyone is going to get a shot. There may be one man or one woman, but I don't think we're going to see one man and one woman get frozen out. I think that the people with skulls are just not going to want to throw each other in unless they have a really good plan to get rid of them. Yeah, and I think I think what it is is that she's it's likely that she's going to be able to go in and the women that she's most likely to go in against are very beatable for her. It makes you wonder why they didn't put her in against like a Natalie or an, a Smashley. You know what I mean? Like the I fact that Lola was still hanging around all the women without skulls. I don't see who she's losing to unless like Rob said, it's something extremely that's janky. That's just so rarely how they think. It's, it's really tough to predict though, that the very strong women that went out, would have actually gone out, right? Well, I mean, a lot of them just went out for not even game. Like, Nicole got hurt. Natalie exactly. had to leave for a medical issue. And, like, yeah, actually, I mean, she lost to Natalie and Cam. It's not like she lost to Cream Puffs. It's difficult to predict. Um, all right, let's do our power rankings really quick. Um, so, let me see. I'm almost there. Okay, so for this week, I'll go first, since I haven't gone first in a while. For the men, I had Fessy Terrell CT last week. I will, uh, let's not do the men first. I had Casey, Lolo, and Cam last week. I'm going to stick with that. Um. I feel really good about that, especially now that Casey has a skull. But now that we talk through, it, it pretty much comes down to who who do I think is better in a final, Casey or Lolo? And now that we talk through who Lolo could potentially go against to get into the final, I, I think she has a good chance of getting in the final. But. All right, so I'm going to go Casey, Lolo, Cam for the women. For the men, I'm going to stay the same. I'm going to go Fessy, Jarrell, CT. I'm going to be 
almost completely didn't change, but I'm going to go Casey Fessy. Casey Fessy Lolo for overall. And last week I had Fessy Casey Durrell. So I'm going to switch it, switch it up a little bit overall. Interesting. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and jump in. So, uh, on the male side, nothing's going to change. I still think Darrell, CT, and Fessy are the top three on the male side. On the female side, I'm going to reluctantly change it up a little bit, I think. Um, I'm going to go Casey Lolo Cam. And the reason Lolo has gone from unranked to number two is just us talking through the scenarios of how she can get a skull. And if she gets one and she's in the final it'd be really hard for me to root against the, her winning, like in the odds. Root like, or to bet? Like to bet. Like it would be really hard to bet against Lolo if she makes the final. Just physically. I mean, the puzzles can jack you up. You know, you could fall and hurt your leg. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen. But in terms of like the physicality and endurance of a final, like Lolo is easily the best athlete. But I have to, I would put her one if it wasn't for, I don't know how mentally strong she will be in the final and maybe she'll kick into athlete mode and just dominate who knows but um i gotta go casey lolo cam based on the odds that i'm seeing of how this is playing out and then overall i would go Darrell ct uh casey in that order so you actually had uh Darrell ct leroy last week and you said Darrell ct fessy this week is that what you want or do you want yep. leroy you want Darrell ct okay yeah. Okay. The the thing with Leroy right now that is bothering me is I know they don't edit the challenge like Survivor. Like based on the edit we have right now, you could throw a hat in the air and everything spill out and I still wouldn't really know who would win. You know, like conceivably um, well, every we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think we'll have to see how it plays out. The only person that's getting an edit that looks close to how they edit winners in the challenge is Cam, but for some reason I just still have a hard time believing she will win against who she might be running against. She could. I'm not saying she won't do it. I'm just saying if she's running against Lolo and Casey, it's hard for me to pick Cam as the best of those three. All right, Rob. All right. Um, I'll go Darrell, CT, Leroy. I actually thought about moving CT ahead of Darrell. Um. But then for the female side, I'll go uh, Cam. I have to move Ter- having moved Teresa out of the top three hurts me so much, but she's gone, so I can't <laughs> have her there anymore. Um, I'll go your, Amber. Your three B women too. are shaky ice. <laughs> I, I think Cam's pretty solid ice. Well, outside of Cam, but Amber B, like I, I don't know, Rob. Uh, just, I'll put Amber B two Casey three reluctantly. Ooh, Amber above all right, Casey. So, all right, let's Rob. Can, can I interest you in a Casey versus Amber B bet? We've uh, we've discussed this. This is specifically just to win the show. Once we show up for the final, we we can talk. Uh, yeah, let's once, do it. Once we see, let's do it. Well, I I don't want to bet. What would we be betting on now? One of them uh, might not make the final for a. Gym. One of them so might. Like, so what would you? What would we be betting on now? So whoever whoever it's only if they win the show. Um. Well, do I get odds on Amber B? No, you think she's higher. I don't know, but I'm much closer on it than you are. I'm not going to just bet. I don't want to just bet 50-50 on it. 
Well, what, what odds do you want? Uh, give me like plus 200. No. <laughs> you what think she's you? better than her? Well, when you, you laughed at the assertion, so you should be giving me odds. Devin, I would say two to one or two plus two hundred on Amber to beat Casey is a safe bet for you to pick Casey. That would be my opinion. I know I know I know that we think that, but he's the one that has her rank higher. So let's do plus one fifty. I don't want to do plus one fifty. All right, we'll we'll talk about this offline. Yeah. Who is um, it for bef- your who who's it go ahead. Before we uh go ahead and finish your thought, I have a topic of conversation that I want to cover that popped into my head yesterday. Well, I still need to get my overall, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Your overall. Yeah. Uh, I'll do. I'll move Cam ahead of Darrell. I'll go Cam Darrell CT. I just don't think Cam's going to win. I just don't see it. I just don't with Casey. I just don't see it. I think she gets why. I just think they would like portray her in a more like primary no. character light if the no. show. That's not how the challenge works. That's I not how like Jenny got the way more airtime last season than like Casey's gotten so far this season. That's not how the show works. But that's well from the, the Well I think the thing I with Casey so here's the thing. The challenge is first a reality drama show and a second, a competitive show. But like Jenny People got... often get that mixed up. And last year, Casey was involved in multiple storylines that involved Nani being a hot mess and a lot of stuff like I mean, that. that pretty much Whereas it. Even this... that one, the focus was on Bailey or Nani more so than her even. Like, I think right, like, but Jenny she was got still... a lot of story last season for somebody who doesn't get involved in drama. How? But this I, I this don't know. Season... She was involved in a lot of drama. Jenny? She was involved in a decent amount, especially before they completely... The, 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 I mean, last uh, season is hard to judge just because of what happened. But I think yeah, so I what happened, that she got to... stories. And she won. Yeah, because, because she was heavily involved with everything that was going on with D. And D was pretty much the main well, character. Well, but there was that, but there was also, like, she got stuff with Melissa. She had, stuff, she had like, rivalries with Rogan and Corey. But see, you cannot judge the winner based on the stories that are edited in for you. They have had many seasons where the winner had either a really bad story or next to no what would that be? real thing. Um, I would throw Fresh Meat 2 with Landon winning. That was winning. so long ago, dude. And Landon got plenty of story that season. That's Not, not, like, not compared to everyone else. Wes and That's- Kenny – grabbed 80% of that screen time. Yeah, and then Landon's portrayed as like the dude who doesn't play the alliances, which is how you should play the game and win. Right, but that was his story, but he maybe got five minutes of screen time most episodes until it got to the end where no one was left. super long ago, and then we'll also have to look at that when we do it. (laughs) You can't pull that that was super long ago. It was super long ago. They still edit the show the same damn way now they did back then. Okay, but we talk about people are different. Char- we're differently in charge of Final Reckoning than now. We're not going to say Fresh Me Two is on a different animal. Uh, Final uh, Reckoning, though, and Vendettas were produced by the Bad Girls Club producers. Every other season from Gauntlet Two on had Justin Booth in charge, orchestrating all the stuff going on. So the way they edit the show is the way the executive producer tells them to. And so as the executive producer, he's telling them, here's how the show should be edited. I would be interested to see, someone should do this, to see what the, like, 
list all the winners per season, right? And then sort that in uh, ascending order of confessionals, right? So you, we could the, do that the, actually. So they have confessional databases. We could do that pretty easily. That's true. That would be interesting. Well, yeah, but we'd have to we'd have to segment out the winners though. Um, that would be that, that would be interesting. Hard. Who would you? Well, I mean, I just don't want to spend the time doing it. Um, who who would you guess would be the, be the lowest? Um, I'm would, thirty thirty with Turbo. Camilla would be well. No, no, not, I don't think it'd be Turbo. I think thirty thirty with Camilla would probably would be because she basically added it out of the second half of that season. And Jordan, yeah, yeah that's it. and even Jordan, that season was a really weird one. I don't think you could put that because Camilla that has her also uh, a Mad Girls Club producer season. People what? forget that. Yes, they produced that whole trilogy. Are you sure? I thought they just came in for Vendetta. And nope. They were they were assisting on Dirty Thirty and Vendettas and Final Reckoning. The issue with the five. challenge in doing that is each season is like with World of Worlds, you have four winners. You have some seasons that have one, some seasons that have two. Back in the day, you'd have some that have more than four, and then you also have situations like in Dirty Thirty where you have Camilla with her horrific tirade against Leroy, and then you all you also have Jordan with the stuff against Jemmy, which is would be in any other season it would be the absolute worst look anybody has on the entire season. So you have the two winners that also are involved in very controversial situations that we don't know how that's going to affect how they're portrayed on the show. Um, but but if, it, if you go back and track it, like they're at least going to want, like I, I think if you're any reality TV producer, you're going to want the people of your, that watch your show to understand the overall storyline that happened based on them watching the entire season. And for the most part to like be satisfied with the winner of the show. You don't want an unsatisfied. No. See, yeah, they don't do that though. Yeah, like what, I, they, they do not. Like they what? do not do that. They so what they want to do is they want to put out the most entertaining product. And this is and uh, Trace and I have come to an agreement on this. So Survivor does what you're talking about, right? What the challenge so does. I think even even different want, than what on, I'm talking let me about. Finish, let, let me finish. Let me finish. And what the challenge does is they put forward the most entertaining product that they can. And I think that's the, the difference between how the two shows that are edited. But I don't, I'm not even saying that in regards to because Fiverr does edit the winners differently in that it's not just a satisfying winner. They also want the winner to be portrayed in like a way that suits the winner of Survivor, which is very different than what suits a winner of the challenge. Like, I mean, because like you don't have to be portrayed as a, a political or, or a social mastermind to win at the challenge. A lot of times it'll actually go against that. Yeah. But see, if you start looking historically at the way the challenge is edited, they pick the best stories and that's what they focus on. And yeah, the winner is important because it's part of the gameplay and strategy. But I would argue that if you go back and you go from, I would peg it around. The ruins is really the first season where they're starting to edit really well, the way Devin and I are talking about. Because like, the majority uh, of those can, stories involve people that don't win. I and mean, then the like, other main story is J.E.K. or just a-holes. Okay, but like, well, you have the main stories that are happening. Who do you go to for confessionals? What do you have them talking about in their confessionals? Like, what do you, what is the story you're portraying in regards to that? Like, it's not just you're portraying the best stories. There's other filler aspects to that that you can mess around with and choose who you want. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, you have, you have Darrell as the fa- favorite to win this season. Do you think he's being edited in the way that you think, I think they he's getting, edit winners? Um, that's more. That's honestly, that's more so me just picking on his ability, and then we'll see what happens storyline wise. All right, we'll see. But he has been getting mixed in confessional wise a lot more often than just a random person. No, I think he's been like wallpaper this season. 
I mean, as somebody who keeps track of the confessions, he gets a lot more than people who just aren't involved in the story. He, like he has a lot of one and two liner confessions, Devin, but he's not really involved in the story per, per se because he has completely stayed out of the drama. He might be watching the drama unfold, but he's really not involved in it. He's had a couple moments where they cut to him having a political conversation in the bubble, but the rest of his screen time is pretty much relegated to one in two sentence confessions three or four times a show. So do you have the confessional counts for three this episode? Um, I, I could, I could get them in one second. I, for, he had uh, seven this episode, if you were curious, but I can pull that up now. Well, this was an episode where he was he like, won, yeah, one of the winning teams. Yeah. Um, I, what I'm is it? it up now. Do you have, do you have a, do you have it through last week? I have it. Yeah, I have it through last week, and then we can we could add in the ones from today if we wanted to. Um, Who is it through last week? Uh, some of these are. Uh, De- uh, Cam actually was leading through last week. The issue is the way sense. I do the scoring; it does get a little mixed up with um, how it's set up. Like, because um, I have it set like I have confessional set as miscellaneous part of the scoring, but you also get points for getting kicked off the show. So there's like a little bit of like mix up there. He is at. I might actually not be able to have this pulled up right now. Give, give me two minutes if you, if you guys have it. Okay, we can we can clip it. So, um, yeah, I just the way that they're editing the show this season, it, I think we don't have. I think we have a decent sample size, but we're not big enough yet to see where this is really going. Because now that we're down to um, eighteen cast members total. Um, you're going to start to see who's getting most of the confessional and screen time moving forward. You can pretty much take the storylines in the first half of the season for the most part on the challenge and throw them away halfway through. I mean, even when we have talked about these past seasons of the show, like think through the stuff like um, Fresh Meat. What was the main story on Fresh Meat? Coral and Evan dominate. Then they go home because of the injuries. And then there's no story really after that. So I have it through last week so this is how it goes from top to bottom cam devin ct big t anisa kyle Corey, fessy and leroy tide Teresa, josh lolo nani darrell and casey tide nom gabby amber am amber b so, so he's there in the are very very bottom correct with casey um, yeah, that's true. I thought he had more, honestly. Maybe I'm just mis- I'm just misevaluating that. Then hey, I should move him down. It's interesting to see that Big T has that many, right? That's nuts. Yeah, no, she's entertaining. Like that's the thing. She was involved when she remember when they won the challenge and she was doing all the stuff uh, mm-hmm. in the bubble and playing the queen. Like, dude, she got tons of screen time there in those first couple episodes. I just even think, Devin, like, you talk about it like when we're watching The Island, that they'll continually mix in how Evelyn says she'll never, she's never going to go with the guy. She's doing that stuff. Like, there's foreshadowing happening. Yeah. say that they're not going to foreshadow the winner in some fashion or another, to me, is crazy. The only thing that I feel like that they are really laying heavy on the foreshadowing is you can't trust the Big Brother people. Because it seems like once an episode, Darrell or someone says, hey, you can't trust those Big Brother people. So there's got to be some big thing that's going to happen with the Big Brother Alliance before the end of the season. Building up Amber B. It could be. I don't know. 
What do you mean? We'll just have they're to figure it out. Building, building up Amber B. She was it just seems like, like a, dead last. Well, even, but even last ep- but even last no she but even last episode she had no she had a lot of uh, screen time last week. No, she was she had a decent amount of screen time. Yeah. Her and Amber Amber her and Amber Amber had some like feud boiling that never had going anywhere. Cumulative through last week, she had she was dead last in the house after last. I'm saying week. No, I'm saying last episode specifically, it seemed like they were building like trying to build up a feud with her and Amber, and they went nowhere. It came up a little bit this week, but not not as much as you would think, especially because they showed it on the previously on before the episode started. It was more of Gabby and Amber B than well, it was moved on Amber to M and Gabby B. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have anything else? I forgot the other topic I was going to bring up, so maybe it'll come to me and we'll talk about it next week. It's it's not like time sensitive, but it's related to this season and I mean, it just we're, kind we're of already an hour and fifteen into this, which I know is short for us, but it's still like almost twice as long as the show runs. Yeah. No, I think we're good. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, listener emails: the challenge chronicles at gmail dot com. Look out for this special episode, which comes out early next week. Uh, there's a slight chance that it may be our first video episode, but with our luck, when it comes to technical difficulties, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. If, if I'm involved, I, I don't, I don't you're not better on not working well now. Hey, but now yeah, that like, we're using I, I, a different email address, at least you're getting into the meeting the first time now. Is this when I going to put a shirt on for when we're on calls now? <laughs> yes, you have to. You are not allowed to pace and you must wear clothes. <laughs> I wear clothes. It's not a shirt, but this, that's disappointing. All right, well. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.